Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 71 of the Disagree Show, where we discuss current events, politics, and pop culture, and social issues. I hope you're all doing well this evening. Some pumped up music. I'm pumped tonight, guys. I hope you are all too. So, tonight is a solitary confinement session. A few things I wanted to discuss, a few stories that came out and that I've been meaning to cover. So, I uh, uh, decided that tonight I'm going to fly solo uh in confinement here in my uh podcast studio in the basement of my home now if you appreciate this show guys and you want to support it all you need to do is very simple thing like share and subscribe the youtube channel the facebook page the instagram page or listen and leave a review at any of the podcast platforms including spotify apple podcast amazon music iHeartRadio. And please leave a review, five stars. It will go a long way to help um, promote the show, change the algorithm for me. So tonight, guys, seeing that I am flying solo, put in your comments, put in your questions, whatever you may be. We're going to be discussing some que- uh, some stories tonight uh, that are probably going to upset quite a few people. So um, like I said, always put in your comments, say hi, comment on the stories we're going to be discussing. So now, without further ado, Let's go with story number one. This one is a very sad uh, story coming out of the Barry Memorial Hospital in Ormston, Quebec. So basically, uh, what can I say? The more things change, the more they stay the same, unfortunately. And I'm not sure how long this will go on. And when I say this will go on, the sad state of our healthcare system. Um, So here goes. Uh, A Quebec doctor is sounding the alarm on the dangerous wait times plaguing hospital emergency rooms after he said that a patient died in front of him after the man waited 16 hours to receive urgent care. Dr. Sébastien Marin is an emergency room doctor at Barry Memorial Hospital in Ormston, Quebec, about 65 kilometers southwest of Montreal. He said the man in his 70s had suffered an aneurysm and died from a ruptured aorta within minutes of arriving at his hospital. The patient had initially waited 16 hours in another hospital, but left after not being able to see a doctor. So he goes on to say, honestly, when we have a patient who walks in alive and just dies in front of us, it's always frustrating when we can't do anything. But it's even more frustrating when we know the patient did the right thing. He tried to get care somewhere and he just didn't get it. Dr. Marin told CTV News on Monday. Uh, lastly, he says, we can't uh, guarantee 100% he, that the patient would have survived, but he would have had a good chance of surviving if we would have started treating his aneurysm at the right time. And I just couldn't do anything. Um, he went to, to Twitter to, to discuss this ordeal for him. Um, you know, saying once the aneurysm is, is ruptured, 
despite all the efforts uh, that he put in, there's always not, uh, there's almost nothing that they could do to accept uh, offer our condolences. So now, see here, guys, put your put your yourself in this doctor's shoes, and how sad I feel for this man, and not being able to give the care that basically he took an oath and he studied for so many decades and years to help save people's lives and he's just not given the chance to do it put yourself an issue how and why would you even want to continue why would anybody why would anybody want to be involved in the healthcare system in Quebec when these are the working conditions when people that we could save are dying he went to two hospitals waited 16 hours twice only to basically die at the hospital shouldn't it be the other way around that you go to the hospital to be saved not in quebec ladies and gentlemen not in quebec do you want to know why it's because we're too worried about other stuff right i've always said it we don't care about health care we don't care about education we don't care it's evident that the politicians don't care because they're not doing anything to fix it how long are we going to have this conversation? How long? Even going through COVID, they said, oh, it exasperated them. But yeah, exactly. It only just exasperated the problem. The problem has been there for decades. But now we have doctors sounding the alarms here. You're going to the hospital to die. He went there to live. Only to go there to two different hospitals and wait 16 hours times two. 32 hours to not see a doctor and die. Now, this doctor has to live, and everybody at this hospital has to live with the fact that they live in a hospital that made a man die because they just couldn't get to him. And I don't blame the individual doctors and nurses. No way. I blame the government that refuses to find solutions. And there are plenty of them, but they will not implement them because nobody wants to work here. Amongst a lot of a other list of, of 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 reasons why is because of the the French uh, criteria that you need as a doctor. So, which is apparently so difficult. So, why why would anyone want to say? Why would anyone have to go through that? Why would and to make less money compared to the the other provinces and this in the United States or anywhere else in the world? Put up with all this. Put up with not enough staff continuously. It's it's a consistent. It's, it's like a disease that this just does not want to go away. It just does not want to go away. And I'm just, I'm just waiting for the day. I'm just waiting for the day that we finally say we have to fix this problem. People cannot continue dying here, guys. What is, what is, what is growing up in Canada, having free health care? What is it good? What, what is the good of it? Even if just one, two, three, four, five people die per year, what is the good of having someone that's having an aneurysm wait 16 hours? It's free. A lot of good it did this poor soul, right? A lot of good it did for this poor soul. He perished waiting in a hospital. I'm pretty sure you would have given that same that same person Give me semi-private or private health care. Maybe you would have lived today, 
but he would have had to pay, even if it would have put him in debt, whatever it is. But he'd still be alive. He'd still be alive. So now we're paying through the teeth, through our taxes, for a free healthcare system, and we're paying for it with our lives on top of that. It's it's never going to change. Right? It's never going to change. So now you have a doctor calling out the system, and we're going to see what's going to happen. We're going to see what's going to happen. Right? He said, by, by hope sharing his story, that it will wear awareness of the frail healthcare system and lead to change. The fact of the matter is, we already knew. We already knew. And you know, I admired this doctor for, for, for reaching out and, and, and talking about it. Right? But again, it always goes back to our politicians. Right? Pass the buck. Oh, we inherited the mess. We inherited the mess. Yeah, well, at what point do we say, okay, okay, we inherited the mess, but let's try to fix it. No one wants to fix it. It's so easy to say we inherited the mess. We inherited, for 50 years, we inherited the mess. For 50 years, 40 years, whatever, our healthcare system has always been in shambles. Right? So during the election campaign, right, Legault, François Legault, the leader of the, coalition, uh, of the CAC admitted that it wasn't realistic to promise every Quebec or family doctor. The party has also pledged to create too many hospitals, one in Montreal's East End and one in Quebec City. That would include family clinics and an ER for low-priority cases in order to alleviate the congestion in the province's hospitals. Ah, promises, promises. Eh? You can be promises, promises. Empty promises from our politicians. I can't wait to see when until you know the day that they they actually they actually do something that they say while they're campaigning to be reelected. Wouldn't that be so refreshing? Hey, eh? wouldn't it be? More things change, the more they remain the same in this fucking province. People dying, waiting for a doctor people dying i can't even imagine how this doctor felt i really can't and how he still feels we're never going to solve these problems guys just like we're gonna never gonna solve of i don't know how many more other problems we have in this province let's move on to the second one uh, my second story here that, that i wanted to cover <laughs> this is a doozy this is so good okay <laughs> this story actually the next story we're going to talk about it, it basically proves that i'm in the wrong field of work and i'm going to elaborate so a tech firm that was listed as having received the arrive can contract never worked on the app the ceo says <laughs> again new levels of just craziness so a Canadian tech CEO says he has no idea why his company is listed as having received a $1.2 million ArriveCan contract and is calling on the Canada Border Services Agency to issue a correction. Craig McLellan said he was surprised to read in the Globe and Mail that his company, Think On Inc., was listed as a sixth-ranked company in terms of federal outsourcing contracts related to developing and maintaining the ArriveCan app. He goes on to say, we have received no money from the CBSA, Mr. McMullen said in an interview. 
The revelation surfaced just hours before the House of Commons Committee um, on Government Operations and the estimates began hearings Thursday into the cost to build and maintain the Arrive Can app. That was absolutely fucking useless. Which the Globe first reported is on pace to reach. Are you ready for this? $54 million this fiscal year. Let me repeat that. $54 million. So listen, if, if someone's going to give me $1.2 million for doing nothing and just making my name appear on a list, I'm in the wrong field. How, how, I mean, I have no tech. No, I have no tech. You know, I, I don't know how to code, but can you just put me? Maybe they agree to disagree tech company. And give me $1.2 million or put me on any list. I don't care. Yeah, I worked on the Arrive Can app. Can I can I can I get in there? I, I, am I eligible? No. Okay, so this opens up so many questions. Right? So many questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a book out of out of uh, one of my favorite comedians and podcasts, the Tim Dillon show. Where he basically he loves setting up fake companies, fake fake businesses. Now I'm gonna open up a fake business, and again, like I said before, I'm gonna call it the Agree to Disagree Technology dot uh, com. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. So, Pat Pat G says, "Hey Pat, hope all is well." Arrive Can is a fifty-four million dollar scam. So, thank you, Pat. Thanks for tuning in. Guys, let's try to make let's try to break this down, guys. Fifty-four million dollars for an app that basically was useless. It, it did nothing. Okay. Um. Not only did it do nothing, right? I mean, the, the Canadian government, of course, the Liberals are going to still, you know, continue to say that we built it to keep Canadians safe and 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 that was our priority um you know so uh, uh, all we were doing at the border was verifying if someone was vaccinated that could have been done simply by having a traveler show their phone we spent all our time almost acting as IT consultants helping people complete the application Mr. Weber said border guards are extremely short-staffed and 54 million dollars could have paid for hundreds of much-needed new hires, amongst other things, right, guys? Amongst other things, maybe in the hospital, right? In the hospital, get fifty-four million dollars spread across the hospitals across Canada. Could have gone a long way, right? Who could have gone a long way? So my question is, how many people got rich again? Another scandal. How many people got rich on this app? I've never heard of an app. Never, even though it's to maintain 54. I've never heard of an app that costs 54 million dollars to produce. I've asked around, I've asked my IT buddy friends. Okay, so on the contrary, right? A programmer duplicated Arrive Can in two days for a total cost of 250 dollars, a 250 thousand dollars. That same app that cost Ottawa $54 million. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get to your question uh in a second, Pat. 
In order to critique Arrive Can's eye-watering $54 million price tag, over the Thanksgiving weekend, a single techie managed to duplicate the app in less than two days. The endeavor was the brainchild of Laser Technologies, a Toronto-based app developer that was among many in the Canadian tech sphere who were outraged to learn the federal government managed to spend $54 million on a relatively simple border screening app. The true cost to implement this shouldn't have been this high. It should have been more efficient, explained company co-founder uh, Zayn Manji in a blog post. So, uh, so Laser initiated a hackathon among its employees to see how quickly it would take to replicate the entire app from scratch. Developer Daniel Whiffing accepted the challenge. <laughs> and by dinner time on Thanksgiving Day, he had created a, a working clone of Arrive Can that is nearly indistinguishable from the original. Whiffing even posted the code online so fellow programmers can check his work. Again, at what point, honestly, at, at what point do people start going to jail? I'm serious here. At what point? At what point do we start putting politicians in jail? Now, this, this standing house committee, I'd love to see what's going to come of this, right? I'd love to see what's going to come of this. Probably nothing, of course. No one's going to pay the price. But when is going to be the day that say, someone's going to say, where the fuck where in, in God's good name could you justify spending $54 million on an app that's, first of all, useless, not needed, and could have been done for 200 and was done, replicated for $250,000 in a fucking halfway afternoon on Thanksgiving between turkey sticks, drumsticks? How do you justify that to me? You can't justify that. Who got rich here? Where did this money go? We have we have lists of companies that didn't even do work as being credited that they worked on the arrive can. Are you serious? At what point do people stop going start going to jail? At what point do you start seeing politicians going to jail for fucking lying, lying to our face and stealing money from taxpayers in a recession time? inflation's through the roof you're stealing money from us for no reason at what point at what point do you start putting these people in jail this is fucking madness pat says can we say the liberals insiders got rich on these contracts absolutely of course even trudeau's alley Ally, NDP leader Jackman Singh, Judas, a.k.a. Judas, issued a statement on Twitter Friday describing $54 million price tag as beyond outrageous retribution to these politicians. Well, you know what? You fucking Judas piece of shit, Jackman Singh. That asshole, our prime minister, is still in power because of you and your party. And what? Now you, you say a few, few words, empty words, beyond outrageous, and what? You're, you're all cool now. The reason why he's still in power is because of you with his minority government. You fucking asshole. The reason why he's still in power is because of you. So those empty words mean shit. That's what they mean. But I want to know. I want to know. Easy on the language there, man. No, no way, George. I can't. I can't. 
because this is this is just this is this is just crazy. This is just crazy. Okay, you got kids around them. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the language. But at what point? How many more scandals? How many more scandals do the liberals have to go through? There's there's so many. There's too many. I even did a show, and I had a list, and I discussed all the scandals. There's too many. But this one, this one for sure takes the cake. This one for sure takes the cake. It's 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 mind-boggling. It's incredible. But to have the audacity to do this in plain sight and not even hide it, and even have a, a standing com a committee, nothing's gonna come from it. Nothing's gonna come from it. If I could imagine with people around the world looking at our political situation and they come across a story that it took us $54 million, $54 million to do, you know, I have an idea, okay? What, what, maybe the Canadian government, especially when it comes to this, right? They obviously have a, have a problem in staffing and, and, and procuring uh, contracts to do work for the government, all right? Um, this is too much fraud and there's too much uh, collusion involved. So why does the government do like the Italians? Do like the Italians or even the Greeks, since George is, is watching. Let's do like the Italians or the Greeks. How many times you say, you know what, Dad, it's going to cost me, I don't know, 500 bucks to, to fix my car. What, what does that say? Hey, you're Italian, Dad. What does he say? Are you a Greek, Dad? What are you doing? What are you talking about? I got a guy that could do it for 100 bucks. Where are you going? What are you doing? How many times have you heard that, guys? All of you. That grew up with, with with ethnic parents, whether it be Greek or Italian. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Five hundred dollars, fifty-four million dollars. I got a guy that could do it for a thousand dollars. The app, literally. I literally probably had 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 the liberal government come to me and said, "You know, Luigi, we need an app. We need we need an app. What do you, do you know a guy? Yeah, of course I got a guy. He's he could do it for a thousand bucks. Yeah, but I got a quote for fifty-four million dollars. No, 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 fifty. I, I got a guy. I got a guy. Not not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. Pat says jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me, Pat, we would have found the guy to do this up. George says, not put that in context with the Italian or Greek governments. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right, George? You're telling me we couldn't find someone to do it for Pennies on the dollar, pennies on the dollar, $54 million. I just keep saying that number. It's just, it's incredible how we're getting fleeced. It's incredible how we're getting fleeced for, for, for an app that basically did nothing. That's, it's, a, it's, like you, it's like you're throwing money in the air. How many people got rich? How many people got rich? Oof. Speaking of the people getting rich. This came out a, a while back. Um, so basically, the uh, Pfizer CEO admits admitted that the COVID vaccine was never tested for transmission. Okay. Uh, so during a COVID hearing at the European Parliament, Pfizer's representatives uh, said it was never tested uh, its ability of its COVID vaccine to prevent transmission. Uh, the revelation came after Dutch MP Rob Roos questioned Janine Small, Pfizer's president of International Developed markets to you miss small i have a following questions to which i would like to receive a clear response rue said in dutch before switching to english was the pfizer vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market small responded with a chuckle with a chuckle no 
This, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. Roosh shared the exchange between him and Small on social media and asked users to share it. He also chastised the Dutch Minister of Health for shaming people into getting vaccinated. And he said the health officials told people not just to get vaccinated for themselves, but for others and to protect society. Where else did we hear that, guys? Where else did we hear that? Now, we have the conservative um, Alberta minister, premier, apologizing to how we treated the non-vaccinated. We have the New York um, courts reversing and uh, forcing everybody to be rehired with back pay if they've lost their jobs because they refused to be vaccinated. So obviously all this to say is that the tide is, tide is turning, right? The tides are turning. But we knew this back then. But yet a good majority of the population let it get to them. And I will never forget, and I was vaccinated, but it certainly didn't come from me. I will never forget how the unvaccinated were vilified and treated like criminals. For what? We basically always knew, and now it's been confirmed, that these vaccines were never tested for transmission. So they never stopped transmission. So how many people do you say, are you willing to kill your grandma, your grandpa? Do it for your neighbors. Do it for your friends. Protect your elders. Now I want to see how many of these people have egg on their face. How many of you are going to apologize knowing this? This came out a few weeks ago now already. How many of you apologize? That's what I want to know. If you have the guts, put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. This goes to show how, you know, and speaking of criminals, how much money when you have government still pushing for these fucking vaccines, still pushing. Of course, our boy Wonder in Ottawa, Joe Biden, half a corpse there, pushing for it as well. For a vaccine that basically does nothing, you're still pushing. How many pockets were lined with endless cash? How many politicians and news outlets have become rich from these multi-billion dollar, multi-trillion dollar pharmaceutical companies that now basically rule the world and they could do whatever the fuck they want, whatever they want. How many? I'd love to know the real figures. I hope one day it comes. Mike Andrew, thanks for tuning in. Says from Ju Judas Barbie Cakes, Trudeau Legault, etc. He says they all got caught with their pants down, especially they did. And Pat says, especially Klaus. Yes, Klaus Schwab, our good friend from the World Economic Forum. We have too many people on this planet. We must kill them. Kill them. Kill them all. Too many people. Buy up the land, Mr. Bill Gates. No more farming. Cows are killing the earth. It's like a fucking James Bond villain movie. It, it's, like, it's like a make-believe story. It's like a make-believe story. 
it's crazy. And the division that it caused all over the world, and you know what I'm talking, especially here in, 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 in our own backyard in Canada, treating the, ex- the unvaccinated like monsters. They lost their jobs. They lost their jobs. Nurses, doctors that refused to be vaccinated, getting fired. And our healthcare system, as I said, that was the first story at the beginning of this podcast, was already in shambles. Let me lose. Let me let me fire these people because they refuse to take a vaccine that doesn't even stop transmission and that we never even asked the people that are making these, did you even test for transmission? It was clear from day one because transmission wasn't stopping. It was continuing. Whether or not it helped with symptoms, maybe less people died because of it. But at the end of the day, how many of those people, like I said before, Protect your neighbor. Protect no, 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 no. You want to kill your parents. You want to kill your grandparents. Luciano Berardi says, thanks for tuning in, Luch. I didn't buy into it. I didn't take one shot and I didn't wear a mask. You're going to see a massive change here in the States November 8th. I hope so, Luciano. I hope so. I really do. Because right now, the the division that this caused people that have lost their jobs it's just it's 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 insane and and just you know so bluntly saying with a chuckle no we didn't test we didn't test for um for transmission how many people have lined their pockets and they're still peddling still peddling this this fire this uh vaccine incredible Truly, really is. Truly, really is. It's it's quite remarkable. Last story. Saw an interesting article. Um, in the uh, from the federal director of Canadian Taxpayers Federation, Franco Terrazano, in the National Post. Um. And uh, the, just the headline caught my attention: Trudeau deliberately lowering Canadian. Canadians living standards. So here here it is, okay? Before we talk about what he talked about in this, sometimes I I truly wonder, I, I really do, about Trudeau. Is he just a narcissistic asshole? Or is he just generally dumb? I'm I'm honestly asking this question. Maybe you could I guys can answer in the comments. Is he just a narcissistic asshole that wants to control everything and just do things his own way, even though they're always wrong? Always, always wrong. Always wrong. Or is he just dumb? Mike being first to the answer, saying both. (laughs) I can agree too. Pat says he's a drama teacher. He is. So... He starts the article by saying that, the, you know, the rising cost of living isn't an act of God or nature. Politicians are making it worse every day. You can find politicians who are making life more affordable for taxpayers, but those politicians don't live in Ottawa. So here it is. Here's the comparison. Ottawa is raising gas taxes, payroll taxes, and even alcohol taxes. Meanwhile, 51 other national governments are providing relief, according to a Canadian Taxpayers Federation report. That includes more than half of the G7 and G20 countries. 
two-thirds of the countries in the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development are also cutting taxes. So today, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau could choose to save a family about $20 every time they fuel up their minivan by cutting federal gas taxes. But Trudeau is deliberately choosing higher pump prices. His carbon tax adds 11%, 11 cents per liter to the, the, the price of gas. He's planning to raise it to nearly 40 cents by 2030. God willing, he's not in power. Even after the rebates, the federal carbon tax costs the average household at least $299 this year, according to the Parliamentary Budget Office. And this is not even talking about taking into account inflation. Okay? So why is he doing this? Basically, he doesn't give a fuck, right? He doesn't care. Because if he did, he only cares about, again, going with the narrative. Climate change carbon tax as if a carbon tax is going to stop climate change as if this is going to stop climate change these these politicians are fucking losing their minds man instead of helping us they're making our life even more miserable and unattainable to live a proper life in our own country it's impossible between inflation and all these tax hikes, carbon taxes, for what? To make his cronies all around the world, make him look good in front of his cronies, especially Charles Schwab. Eh? Too many people on this planet, they must die, you must kill. Eh? My good pupil, my good pupil, Pierre Trudeau. Excuse me, Justin Trudeau, Pierre was his father. He's a very good pupil. Eh? Do I, go, do I do a good accent? Eh? He's my number one student, Justin Trudeau. Amazing how many students I have in the Canadian Parliamentary Cabinet Committees. So, let's raise taxes. Let's make believe that we believe in this shit, that carbon tax is going to make a difference. Let's send money all around the world for every fucking cause including Ukraine, and God knows what else. Let's help other countries spread the vaccine, and let's help them spread the vaccine. Meanwhile, at home, we can't even put afford to put a full tank of gas in a minivan that's going to drive a family. And he has the balls. He has the balls to say, I care about Canadians, and we've always been there. By what? Handing out checks during covid Oh, that really helped. What did that lead to? It led directly to a government produced inflation and eventually recession. That's all it meant. It put a little Band-Aid on a huge cut that needed stitches. It just put a Band-Aid over it. I cared. We met their needs. We gave them $500 per month or whatever the fuck the amount was. Look where we are now. Everyone saw the writing on the wall. I'm not an economics major. Everyone saw. What do you think was going to happen? What do you think was going to happen? You shut down an economy. You give people money to stay home. Now nobody wants to go back to work. Now we can't afford anything. We can't afford food. Our cost of living has gone through the roof. We can't afford mortgages anymore because the variable rate has gone up by 500 points. It's incredible. It's incredible. And here I am still ranting about this, this, this fucking drama teacher. Still ranting. 
Pat says, welcome to 2030. I own nothing. I have no privacy and life has never been better. Eh? Charles Schwab. I like I like doing the impression. Mike Andrews says, Trudeau spends 400 grand when he was in the UK for the Queen's funeral and singing as a drunken fucker. Recession. Analysts are saying depression. Yeah, Pat. <laughs> Who knows? It's, it's, I've never seen anything like this. I, I, I've never seen anything like this. And, you know, they put all these things in. But again, I asked that question again. I'd love to just sit there and ask him, what did you think was going to happen with your approach of shutting down businesses for two years, over two years, giving out money, printing money? What did you think was going to happen? No, just try to answer the question. What did you think was going to happen? Or you just, you don't care. You're just blindly saying, I took care of Canadians. Who cares about the long-term ramifications, right? Who cares if, I don't know, even, even 5% of the population go kill themselves because they can't afford to put food on the table or pay their mortgage or pay their rent. Who cares, right? Doesn't matter. Mike Andrew says $1.3 trillion in debt, highest in Canadian history. Yes, well aware of that. Thanks, Mike, for that. All in the name of looking good, guys. That's all it's about. All in the name of looking good in front of him. He'll always sell it that way, right? I look good in front of my Canadians. I took care of you. I gave you money. I'm giving money all over the world. I'm helping to pass the vaccine in third world countries, which has no bearing, no bearing on when your own people are suffering. But yet it doesn't matter. Let me give, I don't know how many millions of dollars to Ukraine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nothing against Ukraine, but enough's enough now. How many people will lose their homes? I don't know, Pat. But as you know, I'm in the industry and I'm not looking forward to next year or the next two years for that matter. And this could have easily, I'm not saying could have been completely prevented, but a lot of it could have. A lot of it could have had they opened up sooner. I'll give them, like I said many times before, I would have given them the benefit of doubt for the first six months. But when it was clear that after a year, it was, you know, it's time to open up and they still refuse to do so. Now it's, I don't give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't give them the benefit of the doubt. So guys, listen, if you've watched this show, if, if you shared it, if you've heard it, please share it. So, so it gets to the most people possible across this North America, across Canada, just to see, just to, just to educate people that still, no matter what, blindly follow this. I've run out of words, our prime minister. I don't even know what to call him anymore. Please, guys, share it. Mike Andrew says, war in Ukraine, what a joke. Biden and NATO should mind their own business. We know, Mike, we know. Just to seem we can't we can't seem to mind our own business and take care of our own people. That's the problem. Gotta put our nose everywhere. Always play the I'm trying to help. I've tried my best. I've gave Canadians money. And look where we are today. All right. I got all that off my chest, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you guys are all the best. Always the same guys, always there to support me always there to watch and and be and uh, and listen 
and uh, to be uh, with your comments. And uh, I, I truly appreciate it. So uh, on that end, I bid you a good night. And I will see you next week, guys. Thanks again so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening across the world, for watching. Um, and this show is just growing every week. And I just absolutely love it. So, again, guys, I thank you so much. Have a good evening. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.